Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Well, good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I am your host, Maria Retan, and it's great to be here. I am so glad you could join me today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern, and each and every week you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman, of course. Well, first up, a little something I bet you didn't know about creating new markets. I am a big fan of of Pam Danziger at Unity Marketing, and I've had Pam on before. And I was reading a little blurb she had sent out earlier in the week about creating new markets. And really it's about uh, being vigilant of new marketing opportunities as consumer behavior changes. Now, we know this this economy has really caused a lot of consumers to pull back on their spending and really change some basic behaviors. And um, Pam, I thought, was rather remarkable. She pointed out the stationary paper hobby and crafting products as an example of what can happen when you listen to your consumers. For example, people want new paper for computers. Now, we all know that the traditional greeting card market is not doing so well, but some stationary suppliers are actually expanding their offerings to include cards and pre-printed stationery suited for computer printers. Now, who would have thought that just plain white paper didn't cut it anymore? I had no idea, but apparently there's a whole business out there for this. People are also spending a lot more money on expensive luxury gift wrapping paper and ribbons as opposed to putting their money into Christmas cards. You know, the price of a first-class stamp anymore is just as inexpensive as, you know, going out and buying, you know, beautiful wrapping paper. So people are choosing to put their money there. A lot of shoppers are going to mass retail outlets so they can do one-stop shopping, save on that gas. So whether it's grocery stores and convenience stores, they're buying card stationery, decorations, and paper crafts actually there. Now, some of the higher-end specialty retailers are still doing okay, Uh, Crane & Company, Papyrus, that type of thing. They're actually growing because they're offering more sophisticated fashion-forward paper goods, according to Unity Market. So the luxury paper uh, market, if you will, is actually growing. Now, a lot of this is because sophisticated shoppers still have some money to spend, and they're helping to to drive this. Now, we all know that women love the scrapbook, and that's just not a stereotype. We know scrapbooking is one of the fastest-growing categories in the crafting business today. And actually, scrapbooking supplies is the number one top-selling category in the 39 uh, craft segments, which is a $32 billion business. Now, um, who knew if you had extra dollars, you would go out and buy a scrap paving, scrapbook paving, excuse me, let me say that again, scrapbooking uh, elements, but apparently that is really big still, and fancy pins are coming back. 
Um, so people are, even though they're very tied to their laptops, they're really investing in fancy pens. So all of this actually comes out of marketing and companies paying attention to what consumers are saying and not going with status quo. While numbers may be going down, they're actually investing in some new markets within a stagnant market. So the point is, how do companies get educated about the trends before the trend becomes a reality? My guest this week will share how you can become intimate with your consumer's needs well in advance so you can fulfill those needs, and not just any consumer, but the influencer woman. Well, since we're talking about what consumers want today, I want to talk a little bit about our purse profile. It's the Kate the Kate Spade Shopper. This is a 35-year-old or so mom of three, married, making about 60000 a year, into collectibles. Um, and, you know, she's very fashion-aware. She likes to be unique. She's op- optimistic about life. She loves to experience things. She likes to take risks. She does things at the spur of the moment. She enjoys novelty and change, and she loves to indulge her kids. She likes to give them those little extras that she didn't have. And it's really hard for her to resist the non-essentials. She shops at Macy's, Kohl's, Nordstrom, Old Navy, Pier 1 Imports, The Gap. She drives a Volkswagen, Toyota, Chevy, Saturn, or Chrysler. And uh, when it comes to designers, of course, she's a big fan of Kate Spade. That's why I called her the Kate Spade Shopper. Also, Ann Taylor and Calvin Klein. Now, if you are a marketing professional hoping to connect with this particular woman, you can find her reading Parenting, Cosmo, Vanity Fair, People, and Good Housekeeping, along with the great standard Better Homes and Gardens. She's watching Oxygen and HBO on cable along with E! and Lifetime. And when it comes to television shows, she likes her soaps. She's a fan of Young and the Restless and um, Entertainment Tonight, ER, Grey's Anatomy, Access Hollywood, and Desperate Housewives. She's online quite a bit. Um, she's on there getting information and also on there for her kids, whether it be Disney.com, eBay.com, Amazon, MySpace, iVillage. Well, my guests for the program... Mary Van Note and Beth Para Jarvis are from Ginger. Now, Ginger is a new marketing strategy firm based in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Both women have more than 20 years' experience finding consumer insights and really having much success in the marketplace. They've been working with great brands such as Banana Republic, Starbucks, Target, Merrill Lynch, Best Buy, and Nordstrom. And they really are focused on women, much like we are here at Purse Strings. Now, remember the influencer women I spoke about just a moment ago? Well, Ginger has a custom panel of women in 10 markets across the country, and they keep in touch with them. They want to know what they're thinking on a variety of subjects. Well, today... Both Mary and Beth will be on talking about Ginger's Alpha panel and some exciting new uh, survey results around Sarah Palin, the Republican vice presidential candidate. So stick around. More on that when Purse Strings returns in just a moment. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Hey, what's that sound coming from your computer? That's the sound of me making money with Referback.com. They've shown me how to... Referback.com showed me how to turn clicks on my existing site into cash. Referback gives you free banners, mailers, even your own personal account manager. 
Oh, can they help me make money off my blog, too? Absolutely. Your websites, your blogs, they can all be making you money. You can even earn 50% commission on your first month. Put some into your website. Just visit referback.com. Welcome to Madame Natalia's. You've come to have your future told, no? Yeah, you see, I'm looking for the right life insurance affiliate program, and I have... Say no more. Huh? I see you working with AccuQuote. AccuQuote? Yes, AccuQuote. They are the nation's premier life insurance brokerage. Go on. AccuQuote will create custom creatives for you to optimize your eCPM, and they will offer you the highest payout for this offer anywhere. So when's all this going to happen? As soon as you visit AccuQuote.com. For life insurance, visit AccuQuote.com. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998 and formerly known as Joe Bucks, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Strike point. I had to run out and buy a new notebook, and unfortunately, I could only get a notebook with this on it. And I thought, well, maybe I should try it out anyway. It's probably the worst storyboarding system that I ever had to deal with. It doesn't seem like an update from XP. It eats up resources like crazy. Just starting up this, it takes more than a gigabyte of RAM, and then I haven't even started any programs. I mean, what, what kind of fucked up mess is that? I'm really, really considering going to Mac and just dropping that PC shit because I'm fed up with, with, with a service like that. Strike points. Live broadcast Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. We're on demand anytime inside the International Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Podcasting at the speed of sound. WebmasterRadio.fm. The flamethrower. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Welcome back to Purse Strings. I am so excited to have Mary Van Note and Beth Para Jarvis from Ginger. Ginger is a brand new marketing strategy firm here in Minneapolis. Mary and Beth, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks, Maria. It's great to be here. Oh, I'm so happy to have you. And you know, I have to ask you, do you ever get called Mary Beth? All the time we get called Mary Beth, but you know, we don't care. As long as people call us, then we're happy. I love that. I love that. I have to say it was hard for me to say Mary and Beth. My first inclination was to say Mary Beth. But you know what? That happens when you're partners. You become kind of synonymous with each other. Now, I know Ginger is fairly new. Uh, just for the basis of everyone's knowledge, can you tell the people listening today a little bit about the company, what you offer, and how you do what you do? Sure. Um, This is Mary. I'm going to talk a little bit about Ginger. You know, the funny thing about our names is that Ginger is is the name of our new company, but it's also the name of Beth's uh, mom, who was very important in Beth's life, and it kind of speaks to how we feel about women and how important women are. We have over 20 years of experience in working in the marketing business. We do a lot of work in consumer insights and consumer research, 
we apply our new thinking to brands, and we, we try to do all the programs and processes we can so that they will have success in the marketplace. We strategize on brands. We identify your best targets. We give you the customized research that you need. We do a lot of innovative brainstorming, actually. We have a lot of innovative techniques, and we collaborate with other best-in-class marketers in our network to bring you the new ideas that you need. We, Because we've been in the business for a you know, fabulously long time, we have experience in almost every consumer category there is, and we're very, very proud of being partnered with some of our fabulous clients like Banana Republic and Starbucks, as you mentioned, and even Best Buy and Merrill Lynch and Target and Nordstrom. Well, I know I was very, very intrigued about the way you gather consumer insight. At the top of the show, I was talking about how if you listen to your consumers, they'll lead lead the way for you. And I know that you have this great panel called the Alpha Panel. Can you tell us a little bit about how that works? Um, sure. Well, you know, as we said, our sweet spot really is marketing to women. Um, and we looked around, and we were really inspired by all of the trend panels that are out there, but they tend to be very youth-focused, teen-focused, you know, finding out what's going to happen next, what's around the curve. And we were struck by the fact that there was this sort of big gaping hole in talking to ahead-of-the-curve women. We heard a lot from ahead-of-the-curve youth, but not ahead-of-the-curve women. And again, I think you pointed out earlier that women influence and buy over 80% of all products and services sold in the United States. So they are gatekeepers, they are influencers, the money is flowing through their hands, and we thought, you know, we can't overlook them any longer. So we developed a custom panel of, again, ahead-of-the-curve women. They're in 10 cities in the U.S., and they really keep us in touch with what is going on in their lives, in their families' lives, in their, you know, extended families' lives on a broad range of subjects. Um, and though we, you know, we really believe in lots of types of research where we like to say we're research agnostic. It can be quantitative, it can be qualitative, but we really do have some kind of faster turnaround, unique techniques that help us cut to the chase with these women and provide some really pointed insights that help our company succeed. It's, it's kind of like using the ginger alpha panel is a bit like using a pungent spice. It can make a recipe great really fast, but you only need a little bit. You don't have to talk to thousands of people. You don't have to spend weeks out in the marketplace doing, you know, umpteen focus groups and big giant surveys. You can talk to a few women who really have a lot to say, who really have a lot of influence, and take action fast. How do you get these women to actually join up on the Alpha panel? I would imagine these women are incredibly busy, and you have them in 10 different cities. So you must do rather well in recruiting them. How do you do it? Well, um, you know, we do it in a really loving and highly personal way. It's good old-fashioned networking. Um, as you said, you know, the really good people are busy, and most of them don't want to pick up the phone for a research study. These are not the women that are answering and trotting down to the local focus group facility to spend three hours. They don't have that time. So instead, we find them in our neighborhoods. We find them at our kids' schools. We find them through our babysitters at work, through friends of friends. Um, it, it is really good old-fashioned networking that has helped us put together this very hand-selected panel. So ultimately, there's really no more than about three degrees of separation between Mary and I and any of these women. So we are able to guarantee that they are absolutely super consumers who know what's up. And, you know, they are special women, so we have to treat them with a lot of respect and a lot of care. We don't abuse them. We don't overly badger them with, you know, too many things at one time. You know, our panel is full of really kind of lively, very 
very opinionated, you know, vivacious women who want their voices to be heard. And that's what's in it for them. They, they want corporate America to hear from them. They have a point of view and they're willing to share it. You just have to kind of treat them with kid gloves. You can't treat them the same old way you would with any, any old study. Right, because you're really asking them to invest their time, and time is what is, is of most importance to these women, I would imagine. Now, obviously, they're feeling like they are of value. Obviously, they have managed to move the needle for some companies. Can you give a good example of kind of how the Alpha Panel has worked for companies that have actually sat down at the table to listen to these women? Sure. There are actually um, several different ways that it works. You know, it was funny that you talked about the scrapbooking at the beginning of the show because we have a workbook type of uh, process we do where they do scrapology workbooks. And we send this out to women nationwide and we ask them all sorts of interesting questions, send them shopping, ask their ideas. And one of the projects we did, um, we had panelists design a new organic grocery store layout, actually, right there in the workbook with the fabulous paper from papyrus, and they literally designed everything from, you know, where do you walk in, where is the dairy aisle, where's the butcher shop, how much, you know, processed food do you want, how much frozen, and so on. And you might think, well, that's crazy to have consumers do that because they don't know anything about the grocery store business, but actually we analyzed them and came up with some principles about how to design the store, then the company designed the store and they went on to a highly successful six-store test market based on what our ladies told them how to organize it. Wow, uh, we do quick brilliant. things too. I remember once we had a very quick turnaround subject, and we actually sent out an email survey to women asking them for how they celebrate milestones in their lives. You know, how do you do? How do you make yourself feel good for all these milestones that maybe aren't the traditional ones? And it led to very successful advertising in a national luxury goods campaign that was in um, national books like Vogue and so on nationwide. And then one of our favorite um, things we like to do is we do panel. Dinners. We call them salon dinners. So we invite women in a market to a nice restaurant where we have, you know, a nice menu for them and they're treated well and we have um, very interesting discussions about brands and businesses. We invite the clients to come too. So unlike a focus group where they're behind the glass and the clients never really see the respondents and it sort of feels like bad research or bad science experiment, the CEO actually sits at the table. And in this one, our ladies had a very, very frank discussion discussion with a CEO who had been, shall we say, resistant to change. <laughs> several people, several studies have shown him he really needs to change and modernize, and he just wasn't doing it. So he sits at the table, and they talked with him about very, very needed changes to his chain of stores. It was a big chain of stores in the upper Midwest, and he even you know, got into some kind of back and forth with them on it. Later on, he said it was like being beaten up on the playground, but it made him understand that he needed to change and modernize. And afterwards, he, he, he and his team redesigned the store environment. They added new products, new departments, breathed new life into his old brand, and it's, you know, going, um, you know, sales in, increases, you know, month over month and going great guns. Wow, that's a great example. And I would imagine that there have been numerous examples like that where companies have sat down literally at the table listened, been willing to listen, but then, of course, you have to take action. I mean, that's the point out of all of this. You actually have to be able to take action. Are there some surprising actions that have kind of resulted from the panel? Any, any, any big surprises that have come up that are top of mind for you? Surprising actions that clients have done? Yeah. Kind of, well, the interesting thing is that um, when you get a client in the room and you interact with the consumers, they're thinking about their whole business, so all the insights kind of 
filter through their head and they come out in different ways. It's not just like you write a research report and you send it to the marketing people and they change the ad. You know, so clients have done things like, as I said, redesigned whole stores. They have changed wrapping paper on some of the goods that they sell and seen price increases. They have changed how they train their sales associates and telling their sales associates, well, you know, you're not just a salesperson. You're actually a fashion consultant, and we're going to give you training to do that, and here's kind of how you should interact with customers. So the whole, all these different experiences of the brand start to change in a really holistic way that makes consumers realize that the brand is worth more, not just from the ad campaign. Well, I want to move from, from this, which we could probably spend the whole interview talking just about the Alpha panel and kind of some of the great things that have come out of that. But I was fascinated to hear that you had actually gone to your Alpha, Alpha panel and asked them about Sarah Palin. Now, this was right after Palin was announced to the Republican ticket. And I was curious, I mean, obviously this was a hot topic. Um, were you just dying to know what Alpha panel had to say about, the, about her? Yeah, you know, we really were, and, and we, we knew even in our own circles that the debate, everybody was talking about it, and everybody was really hungry to talk about it. It was a really hot topic, and it had women buzzing on a lot of different levels. I think that's what was so interesting about it. It was very multidimensional. You know, there were big political stakes, and you have the whole conservatives versus traditionally liberal women's causes perspective, and you've got the Hillary issue, and it was bringing up all sorts of gender topics, like the mommy wars, and, you know, was she using her gender to get ahead? Would it backfire? All of that. Um, after hearing from all the pundits, and you knew certainly we were, we were laughing, we were addicted to talk radio for a two-day period when she was first announced, and we thought, okay, we've heard from all the pundits, we've heard from MSNBC and all of those folks. We want to hear from our ladies, and we knew that our ladies wanted to talk about it. So it was all about timing. We very specifically timed a survey to go out the morning after her big speech at the Republican National Convention, because we knew our gals would have a lot to say, and they did. Oh, and I can't wait to hear all about it. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, Mary and Beth are going to tell us what their alpha panel had to say about Sarah Palin in just a moment. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Her Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Are your domains working hard enough for you? Now, park your portfolio at RevenueDirect.com to maximize your earnings on traffic. With RevenueDirect's proven domain monetization service, you'll experience better payouts, more options, and smart optimization. Sign up free now at RevenueDirect.com. It's that easy. RevenueDirect. Make more money. Period. When it comes to finding the right customers with the right keywords, all you have to remember is ABC Search. ABC Search is the world's largest privately held pay-per-click network, giving advertisers the best pay-per-click traffic. With over 6 billion searches a month and industry-leading protection using ClickShield, their patent-pending fraud identification software, you can trust ABC Search to deliver the best possible traffic. When thinking about PPC and publisher solutions, all you need to remember is ABC Search. Quality partners, quality search, abcsearch.com. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. 
Get more traffic maximizing details now at friendfinder.com. This is Bruce Clay, one of the hosts of SEM Synergy, the show about achieving synergy in your search marketing efforts, SEO, pay-per-click, and everything else. SEM Synergy, live broadcast Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel. Search Engine Marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the entertainment channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And we're back. I'm joined today by Mary Van Note and Beth Perro Jarvis from Ginger. Ginger is a new marketing strategy firm in Minneapolis, and we've been talking about Ginger's alpha panel, the head of the Curve Women they've recruited in 10 markets to provide really their perspective on everything from coffee to apparently politicians. Before the break, uh, ladies, you were sharing some of the results of the survey. You had asked your alpha panel to take around Sarah Palin's convention speech. So can you tell us a little bit of what they had to say about her. Sure. The most, um, the, the, our favorite question actually had to do with how they felt. Um, there were lots of different opinions about the conversation that America's having about right now about Sarah Palin, and lots of pundits have talked about what people think, you know, whether they think she's good or not good or they like her politics or not. And we focused on how women felt about having the dialogue, and it was interesting to us. Um, Almost half, 47%, said the whole thing was distracting, actually, that they were really upset that people weren't focusing on issues and were talking about what they termed, you know, they thought were basically personalities. Um, Over a third, 36%, actually said it was insulting to them, that they felt insulted because she clearly got the nomination just because of her gender and nothing having to do with merit. So they felt that that was kind of a fake, um, you know, fake putting women ahead. Um, Over a quarter, 28% actually thought it was good that both parties had women as serious contenders. So they were looking at the Republicans and at the Democrats as saying, wow, you have to contend with us now. You have to really consider women on the ticket, which is new. And Another quarter, 27%, said that it was very divisive to them and their female communities because it's stirring up the mommy wars again, and there's that debate about whether you should work or not and who's right, who's wrong in that. Uh, Despite all of these opinions they were having, um, 53% of those who watched the speech thought it was extremely impressive. And, by the way, our women are not that hard to impress, so 53% was a very high number of people who were impressed with her and um, how she could communicate. Yeah, that's that is a huge number. Now, were you you were surprised by that number? Was there anything else that surprised you? Well, yeah, there was one thing that surprised us. You know, we obviously are really into the the opinions of Alpha ahead of the curve women, but um, many panelists were kind of nervous about Palin, about how she would do, how she would perform. And basically they were concerned because she would, how she would perform would either help or hinder the women's movement. You know, if she was good, then women are okay to be in, you know, 
in the executive office, and if she wasn't, maybe that would set them back. And this was a completely nonpartisan feeling. It had nothing to do with whether they were um, espoused her point of view or her party or not. And it's really amazing to us that in this day and age, women who are taking control of their lives to this degree still feel so vulnerable to public opinion and how women perceive women. They still have that stigma and that feeling that they want, you know, they, they want more recognition. So that was surprising to us. Yeah, well, it's perpetuated all the time every day in the media, so I'm not surprised that they're still concerned about it. It's a concern I think probably all of us have. Now, I know with your alpha panel, they were actually able to write in specific comments. Am I right? Yep. Yes, they were. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm kind of interested. Did, did you get some juicy little comments there about Ms. Palin? We got some really juicy comments. I mean, I have to say, Mary and I, the morning after, we were howling at some of them because the, the way these women communicate is funny. Um, I'll, I'll share a couple, um, and then Mary can. Um, the first one that kind of struck me was a woman's point of view was that I was mad McCain picked a woman because it was a burn on Obama for not picking Hillary. This was a brilliant move on his part. I thought she did an amazing job on her speech, and as a Democrat, I'm worried. Um, another person said, and this one was, was quite funny to us, uh, my response was more like, all caps, bold, O-M-G-W-T-F, with many exclamation points. Um, I didn't see that as a response option above. Perhaps this was an oversight, girls. <laughs> so she was basically saying she was so almost sort of wowed and blown away by what had happened. She couldn't believe that we didn't even actually put that as one of the choices for the question. So she had to throw it in verbatim. Yeah, there was a woman who who wrote in who was very, you know, she's a very committed Republican, and she said there are thousands of qualified female Republican candidates. And he, McCain, has to pick one who actually has to cite PTA president on her resume. I can't believe it. So she's sort of burning him for, you know, not picking someone with more experience. Then there was someone who was very quick and derisive. Okay, be honest, people. If you were the HR director doing the hiring for this job, you would not even look at her resume. So I thought that was pretty pungent. Um, Then someone who was more thoughtful who wrote in, you know, I really don't care if she is a woman. I hope so much that we can get beyond that because if women are truly equal, then we needn't have to make such a big deal out of it, right? Let's find the right person for the job. So those are all, you know, wonderful qualities. And, of course, we're clearly not beyond that in the current, you know, the current political dialogue. Well, that's absolutely true. And we know that a lot of those verbatims that your alpha panel uh, actually took the time to write down, we've seen actually echoing in the media. I know I don't know how many of you uh, watched Saturday Night Live, uh, but, you know, they did a, did a great um, opening act with, with Palin and Clinton and kind of the juxtaposition of the two women. You know, since the alpha panel had a chance to weigh in on Palin's speech, you know, all kinds of information have come out about her family and, and Palin's reaction to that, other rumors that we won't even go into, the whole lipstick on a pig comment. I mean, mm-hmm. it just kind of keeps rolling. Do you think that you'll field another survey with your alpha panel before the election in November, or are you kind of done with that moving on to something else? You know, I think we're open to anything, and and one of the great things about our panel is we can do it with really quick turnarounds, so I think we're going to have to wait and see. We're going to really be curious to hear what they think, so I, I imagine that there's a good chance we will. Um, there was one, one verbatim that someone that someone put out there that struck us as, okay, we're going to have to go back and talk to them again before before the election rolls around, and certainly after we have our field as our winner, if you will, because this one quote just, just sort of sets you up for the fact that you want to hear more from these women. I, 
I need to share it with you. This woman said, I don't give a rat's ass about the state of her teenage daughter's womb and whether it has a current resident or, and whether it has a current resident or if she has a five or 15 children at home. If she was a competent candidate, that's all that would matter. Instead, we have Dick Cheney with a vagina poised to lead our country. If Mr. McCain happens to croak in office, God forbid. Heaven help us because we certainly don't seem interested in saving ourselves. And it was such a provocative response that we thought, okay, we're going to have to go back and talk to these women again. They have a lot to say. Woo, enough said. Well, for people out there who want to engage the Alpha panel, know you're going to get absolutely honest and open remarks. That's for sure. They don't hold back. They certainly don't. <laughs> no, they nope. don't. They're they're willing to provide pretty much uh, their opinion, which is which is really valuable in this day and age because that's what we want. We really want consumer feedback in order to be able to to take our business and move them ahead. Now, if people want to know more about Ginger, where should they go, ladies? Well, it is easy as pie. All they need to do is shoot either of us an email, um, either myself, Beth, at gingerminneapolis.com or mary at gingerminneapolis.com. Well, I am so thrilled to have both of you on. I wish you most success uh, with Ginger, and hopefully we can have you back again really soon. Thank you. It was Thanks great. Thanks so much, Maria. Yeah, I'll be looking for more of those alpha alpha panel results for sure, especially if you filled another one on Sarah Palin. It's just been fascinating to watch. And I want to say thanks so much to George for a great show. And join me next Tuesday. I'll be speaking to Diane McEarkin. She's the author of Big Green Purse, Use Your Spending Power to Create a Cleaner, Greener World. Diane, I've seen her speak. She's passionate about empowering women to use their marketplace clout to protect the environment. She's going to be talking about the Big Green Purse. That's next Tuesday, 3 o'clock Eastern. Until then, thanks for joining me today. Make it a great one.